rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 8.09 a.m. And you're listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are happy to be joined by a friend of the show, local art author, artist too, we can say, uh, Sarah Sommer. How are you? Good morning. Hi, good morning. Good to see you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Live claps until we get the clap button. We're going to work on that. <laughs> work on the clap button. Um, and I also have my fabulous co-host, Christine, here. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. We've got JV um, on the side and Hunter as well, sipping hot chocolate. So we are in here today and hope that you guys are safe and having your coffee at home. So we've got some updates for you guys and things to talk about before we get into our interview with Sarah. Uh, very cool here. The Fox Valley Park District creates a new child care program to assist working parents. Uh, what are we going to do with the kids? That was a question asked by Jamie Ejams, Director of Recreation at the Fox Valley Park District. Now we have eCare. E-Care is a park district-run program housed in district facilities, offers full and half-day options for children in kindergarten through fifth grade who require extended care when mom and dad aren't at home. Very cool. This extended care program helps arrange solutions for families by providing activities, recreation, and enrichment for youth in collaboration with their respective school districts. It is the Fox Valley Park District's goal to provide quality care where the parents feel safe, stay active, and are fully supervised. Uh, this is really cool. The cost is $40 for, uh, for a day, full, and $18 for a half day. And the Fox Valley Park District offers a scholarship program to resident families who are at or below the federal poverty level. The child-to-staff ratio will not exceed 10 to 1. Uh, this is great. Fox Valley Park District's e-care program. We'll make sure that you guys get this information. We'll share this link. It's extremely long, so I'm not going to, like, read out the whole thing with the dashes and the dots because that would be take me forever. It'd be alphabet soup. So we will share this in a more effective manner. All right. Alley Art Festival. We've been hyping you up about this all week. You must come out. We need to see you there. Celebrating 10 years of art, music, and spectacle all around downtown Aurora, Saturday the 29th from noon to 5. Artists at multiple venues, musicians, and even a puppet theater. And that's why I'm going, so you should go there, too. Uh, we will see you guys there at the Alley Art Festival. Shout out to Marissa and Downtown Aurora for bringing all of this nice culture and art to the city. Compendium, a week-long shopping experience showcasing makers, shops, and creators across Batavia, Geneva, and Aurora. Shout out to Wickwood House, Branch Gardens, and Cottonseed, and um, Offbeat Vintage. That's the name? Yes. Offbeat. Offbeat Ventures. Shout out. I'm digging the Instagram. I was lurking on it all night oh, last uh, night. I think it's Offbeat Thrift. Oh. It's a vintage shop. So, it, yeah, mm -hmm. that was right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Offbeat Thrift Vintage Shop. Loving the Instagram. All right. Uh, Compendium runs until the 30th. Carts for a Cause. Shout out to our friends Visa Arts and shout out to the Aurora Food Pantry. September is Hunger Action Month. Paint a shopping cart to help put a spotlight on hunger. The carts will be placed at various businesses around downtown Aurora. The painting takes place at the Aurora Food Pantry. 
We've posted the uh, link for you guys to take uh, advantage of that. Sign up. Registration is through a nice lady by the name of Becky, whose phone number escapes me at the moment. We will repost that to make sure that you guys continue to get the message. Emergency rental assistance program has been extended to today. Today is the new deadline. Uh, you can register, oh, excuse me, apply at ema.ihda.org. We've been telling you for a week. So, dun, dun, dun. Today's that day. Hurry up and get on that. And don't forget, senior meal distribution is still taking place August 31st at the Aurora Police Department, 1200 East Indian Trail Road, 11, uh, excuse me, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, that's brought to us by our representatives of the 83rd and 84th District, respectively, uh, Barbara Hernandez and Stephanie Kiffewitt. So shout out to both of them. All right. And congratulations on Aurora making 72.2% self-response on the census. The deadline to complete the census is September 30th. If you have not done so, go to 2020census.gov. And Tyler Krenitz is going to be at McCarty Mills Saturday from 6 to 8. Shout out to McCarty Mills. Shout out to Tyler. And uh, shout out to Devin and the staff. They got our artwork hanging up in McCarty Mills. We appreciate that very much. Um, so that is the news. The weather is nice. It's a nice day outside, a little bit warm. Uh, but if you sip your coffee, drink some water, hydrate, and wear light clothing, you'll be okay. It's supposed yeah. to rain later. I, I, I saw that. Yeah, I, I did see that. That weather app. Shout out. All right. Now, without further delay, we have our guest, Sarah Sommer, here. And we have books that Sarah brought us. And we can see here, uh, Goose on the Roof and Animals at the Office. Holla. And Animals at the Office. Very cool. Hey. Very cool. Do a Vanna White. Display <laughs> <laughs> it. Nice. Ta-da. All right. So let's get into the interview portion. My uh, co-host, Christine, kick it off. Well, welcome. Welcome. It's great Thank to meet you. you. Uh, tell everybody who you are and where you're from. Sure. My name is Sarah Summer. I grew up in Batavia uh, after my parents moved me here from Texas. So, yes, I can do a southern accent if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> we're in Texas. Uh, San Antonio. Okay. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, they were, they were cute. They met in college and everything. And, nice. Uh, my dad got a job transfer up here, so grew up here in, in Batavia my whole life. Um, and I was always the band kid, so I... Went to music school for both undergrad and grad school, moved to New York City, traveled the world as a professional clarinetist, and that was my first career. <laughs> then I retired early to stop traveling as much and went moved back home to Batavia for a little bit, studied accounting, got my CPA license, and now I work in corporate accounting for my day job, and that's my second career, and now I'm working on my third career. <laughs> <laughs> author of trying to be uh, an author yeah so I, I just started writing a few years back I just needing a creative outlet again cool. uh, you know I'd always been in the arts and surrounded by artistic and creative people and I was feeling that need again that I wanted to be surrounded by people like that again so but of course the day job serves a very important purpose yes <laughs> so, yes it does pays the bills yeah. Uh, yeah so that's not growing anywhere right now but uh, yeah, so I started writing lyrics, articles, songs, books, poems, all sorts of things. And then I started realizing that my two favorite loves were rhymes, which comes from the music side of me, mm -hmm. and animals. So I s started realizing that this this mindset that I had geared itself really well toward a kid's story. 
So I started writing children's picture books. Great. And when did you start writing those? What, last couple About of years? three years ago. Okay. Yeah. So it, it took some time to actually get it to physical copy. But I like to think that I've worked really hard to try and do it in a respectful way with editors and designers and things that, you know, asking people for help when I when I need it for the skills I don't necessarily have uh, to make sure that it's a good quality product because um, this is something I'm doing all self-published. I never once pitched to a big house. Uh, I didn't want to. I, I did auditions my entire life <laughs> in music and I didn't want to handle that rejection again. Uh, I didn't want to have the waiting around and hoping and waiting and where's the next one and I just wanted to do it myself. So I found this. I took the approach of surround yourself with really great, talented people and take their advice, take their criticism, rewrite when you need to, and go from there and try and use that as the foundation for creating a good product. Yeah. Be your own boss and kind of learn from those around you. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And where did you, did, did, where'd you go to school? For I went to Batavia High School okay. and then Northwestern University and then Manhattan School of Music. And back to Northwestern okay. for accounting. <laughs> Wide variety all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, there's a flight pretty much every hour from Chicago to New York. So that's been the basis of my traveling for nice. what, most of my life. What did you like better? Chicago, New York, the difference? Oh, gosh. Well, I love New York City. I blew every penny I ever made in that town <laughs> <laughs> enjoying the experiences. There's... You're never home. I mean, you when you left in the morning, you packed for the entire day because you were going to go from work to uh, happy hour to a dinner show to, like, after drinks. Like, you had a whole day planned um, going out and experiencing that city. So, absolutely, I loved it. But as far as having more of a traditional life, I love Chicago. That's why I came back because it's um, just a little more stable um, not as like New York. What's so exciting is it's so cutthroat and the, the best of the best are there. The best chefs, the best, uh, you know, stock traders. I don't know, they're all they're all there, like trying to mm-hmm. make something of themselves in their career. And and that's where you thrive. But when it comes down to things like, well, I'd like to. You know, maybe pursue another passion or join. For me, it was things like I'd like to have a dog and a yard, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe some walking trails, like just some, a little yeah. bit more of nature and what I grew up on. Yeah. Just that home feeling, that yeah. comfort. So, yeah. so certainly I love, I love Chicago. Great. What impact has your father had on your life? A huge impact. <laughs> I am very lucky in that my parents are great parents. Uh, and they, they were together when they raised me and still are. <laughs> uh, they we're just wonderful people and they worked really hard to put me first uh you know sacrificing money time i'm sure certain dreams of theirs to make sure that i had a good experience a good childhood um, that i had the private lessons i needed for music you know that i had the like a tutor for the sat or all you know all the things i needed um Mm -hmm. so they were wonderful but my dad he is a business guy he he knows all the CEOs out there. Like that's what he does. He's a former partner at a big firm. You know, he knows all the big wigs. And then, and what cracks me up about him is that my childhood was very much like a business proposal. Like I, if I wanted to go to a sleepover, it was okay, Dad. Here's my business proposal for why I'd like to go sleepover at so and so's. You know, <laughs> this is the time you I'll had be to prove home your and case and <laughs> value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
he was very impactful on my academics, certainly. I, I feel like I've always asked him for advice when I'm thinking about a, a like a big career shift uh, or you know a job change and even just advice on the book sometimes you know like what what do you really think about this because I know he's going to be a sharpshooter and and tell me but he's he was also the type of guy that always wanted you to appreciate what was around you like when we were on car rides growing up he wouldn't he wouldn't let us play you know, on our phones or like a Walkman or, you know, whatever it was at the time, uh, he would, he would say like, you got to look out the window and watch the scenery go by. And to this day, I'm that person that, you know, when I go on a car ride, my head's out the window. <laughs> you have to play like watching. a license plate game or anything like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and he likes to tell you the story of trees or, um, dad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Teach you yeah. in any moment he can. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Um, animals yeah. are a passion. What's yes. your favorite animal? That is a that's like asking what's my favorite song or <laughs> yeah. I I have a lot for a lot of different reasons. Okay. Uh, for my own personal life right now, I love dogs. I'm okay. a dog person. Um, but I as a kid I loved lemurs, specifically the ring-tailed lemur yeah. of Madagascar. <laughs> Not because it's of the movie animal. Madagascar, yeah. but actually when you read about the the lemur, they some of them are so strong they can eat venomous snakes and uh, some of them are really smart they're also different oh wow uh, mm-hmm. they have all these different varieties i, I th- just think that's a fascinating creature but i have long thought about this though because you know how there's that interview question they always ask like what animal would you be mm-hmm. and i cannot come up with an answer i've thought about it for years because i, I feel like depending on the situation i'm in i want to be a different person you know, like maybe in some situations, I want to be the lion. I want to be the predator. Yeah. In other situations, I'm like, I don't, I do not want to be the top of the food chain on that situation. I want to be a tiger. Yeah. I'd want to be a tiger. Yeah, I think I'd be comfortable. Even the threats facing tigers, still, I'd, I'd wow. like to be a tiger. Yeah. Wow. I think I could deal with it. Tigers yeah. can swim. They can climb trees. They're strong enough to take like, you know, the 400 pound carcass of the animal up the tree. Like that's amazing. Wow. You know even though deforestation is killing their habitat like oh it sucks yeah. um but i i do like after reading your book animals at the office yeah what i like ab- um about that book is the creativity of having animals in everyday situations yeah. as humans um because sometimes when you're working with people in in corporate america and that's the other aspect of that book it's corporate america yeah so it's not just animals like working a job it's not animals directing traffic it's not animals who are flight attendants it's animals in corporate america corporate america is a very some could say it stifles creativity sometimes sitting behind a desk eight to five i did it for many years so that's what i like about that book it's very creative um tell us the story behind that sure so it's in some ways, it's obvious that it's it's a reflection of my office mm-hmm. jobs that I've had. It's not based on any one particular person or, or company or anything like right. that. It's just <laughs> a, all names I, have been changed. Yeah. Right. Bill's the snake. Though <laughs> 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 right. so there are definitely some ex coworkers of mine that have right. some speculations. <laughs> I would no. be. I'd be like, hey, which one am I? Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it is based on certainly my experiences over the span of my entire life working mm-hmm. various office type jobs and. I, I like to write in a way that, of course, it's a kid's story. It's for kids. It has the colors, the rhymes, the animal. Like, it's meant for kids with a positive message at the end, right? Find yourself. Be true to yourself. 
but I still want it to be entertaining for the adults because a lot of the adults are going to be reading this and hopefully rereading this at, at bedtime yes. and, and nap time, things like that. So there's a part of me that wants the adults to kind of be snickering in the back of their head, laughing at, at Fred the slug, you know, who's, who's kind of slow at getting his work done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause right. I'm sure we've all worked with someone like that. Um, and not that that's bad. I just want to recognize that in any kind of situation, even if it's just a team exercise at, in school, you're thrown into positions where you're working with people that are completely different from you. Some people are the type A's, some are the type B's, some are gonna wait till the last minute, some are gonna plan it and get it done a week early. You know, everyone's gonna have a different work style. And I, want, I wanted to share my interpretation of that, that you not only can work with all these different people, but you don't have to be like all of them either. All right that you can you can still be true to yourself it's about finding your inner skill you know maybe you maybe i'm really good at the leadership part of this and maybe someone else is really good at the analysis behind the scenes you know like embrace those differences and so i thought for kids not only can you can you use it as a discussion of like those first day jitters uh, you know new job new school new new play group whatever it is for that child mm -hmm. in their life but that the we can talk about those things like being different and fitting in and not having to cave to everyone else around you. What was your first published work? Is that Animals at the Office? The Goose on the Roof, Goose on the actually. Roof was the first one. Yeah. Um, tell us about that book, how that came to be. Sure. So I was writing a bunch of different things. It was kind of the first one that clicked with me mm -hmm. as far as this is a good story. Because <laughs> I wrote, so one of the first things I wrote that it was it was my first children's book. I'm using air quotes here. <laughs> uh, they can see your air quotes. They right. can't see and ours. If you have any right. questions, if, uh, if listeners have any questions, please uh, put those in the comments. Yeah, please. Uh, the so I wrote this thing called Hello Bed. And it, honestly, it was, it was a tribute to how much me as an adult loved to crawl into bed at the end of the night and just say, like, hello, bed. How are you? Can I tell you how happy I am to see you? <laughs> and it was... Just a, like a love poem to crawling into bed and being able to fall asleep because I'm so mm. tired at the end of the day. And I quickly realized and through the editing review process that this wasn't really a kid's book. It was just me expressing my love for right. falling asleep. <laughs> um, but then I started writing some other things, and, and I, I finally figured it out. They're like, okay, the animals, the rhymes, the, the cool stories. I when I was writing it, I was reminded of that book as that I was that my parents read to me as a kid called If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. I don't oh, know if yeah. anyone Give remembers this. Cookie, yeah. yeah, and it's this whole like sequential thing. If you, if you do this, then this happens. And then because of that, another thing happens. And that whole spiral out of control <laughs> because of these certain actions that you took. And so I wanted it to be a little bit of a reflection of that. Like, you know, this, this little girl wants to figure out why the goose is honking on her roof. So she asks for help. And then one animal steps up, but then gets himself into trouble. And then another one helps, but gets themselves into trouble. And so then you end up with this whole situation of, well, gosh darn it, now I got 10 people in trouble that need help. How do I fix it and unwind that situation? So that's kind of how that one came about. It, I'm learning later as I reflect on these books that I have some common themes that I wasn't even thinking of. Like what? I've, I've noticed these. So I, these two are out or coming out and then I, the third one's in illustrations and all three of them have the theme of asking for help and it's probably because I'm not very good at it honestly I I will try and stumble through my own problems and figure it out myself before I ask for help and I probably need to do it more often 
Um, so in some ways, I think these books are a reflection of what maybe the way I wish certain situations had happened or the way things had gone, you know, like that you ask for help once someone who has the knowledge comes, helps you solve the problem and you both feel accomplished and the story. Hooray. You know, in reality, it's maybe you struggling through it and stumbling and stumbling and stumbling or, or you try and ask for help and you get shot down or yeah. you ask for help and they're not the right person. And you, then you ask for four more people and then you're like, does anyone know how to do this? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's that one quote? Be the person you needed when you were a child. Ooh. Yeah. So that sounds like what? A lot oh, of that's your deep. Deep, mm. deep on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. This is <laughs> awesome. Um, so w- w- with those themes, though, too, that's kind of the process, isn't it? That just happens when it when you're doing something like that, when you're writing, those things kind of come out or when, you know, when people draw. Yes. Those things come out uh, kind of happens uh, happens on this show from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're, you're thinking about something and maybe you need help with something and going to sleep on it, waking up on it, and the next thing you know, uh, it's either taking place on the mic or we're working through that, through those hang-ups. You know, one hang-up that I had was that uh, I couldn't stop saying um on the mic early in the show because I was more nervous than any person could, could feel. And I was, like, I was intimidated by my own shortcomings on the mic of not being able to articulate. Yeah. So like that was a factor Mm -hmm. and it kept showing up in the episodes. And I was like, I either have to figure out this because I want to do it and get this shit squared away or the ship is going to sink right here. And then I found a, a convenient way to eliminate that. What was that? I started saying the time. When you wanted to say, um, yeah, the problem was was that I kept saying it every two minutes. Like the time is now eight twenty one. Time is now eight twenty three. You know, but then I I eliminated that because that sounded more silly than anything. But that was the way that I had to do it, and that's how I eliminated that. But this was also like you that. sitting in the bathtub. True. You you started True. it in your bathtub, so you I'd be sitting around looking around Before going we like had um, cameras, um, so thank um. God they're not seeing that, right? <laughs> right. Um, now tell us uh, what what I do want to know is that. How creative, or is there any similarities in the creative process of being a clarinetist, uh, mm. playing clarinet, and uh, writing? Yes and no. The The training I went through was to be a performer, and specifically a, a technical performer. You know, I would spend hours and days and weeks and years working on one excerpt of one orchestral piece, you know, trying to perfect it to absolute perfection, you know, the way that the committee is going to want to hear it. And so there was an element of that that took away a lot of the creativity. In my undergrad, we were we weren't necessarily trying to get a job and audition. We were we were there to do music and there was a lot more creativity. Uh, the practice rooms were notorious for it. You would you would hear someone maybe practicing their big excerpt in the practice room and then you'd start doing it on your instrument even though like it's not meant for it and and then you kind of maybe evolve into practicing in the same room and then someone's tinkering on the piano and then you start almost creating something fun or maybe you're even taking a class like I took a a comp a tech like electronic composition class mm-hmm. to do to compose beats on nice. on a computer except mine was horrible because I, I was such a high player. I, not 
not anything inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, I play a high note instrument. So like right. my voice so- go or my ears go to singers and things like that. I hear the vocal line of a pop song. I hear the like the flute and the clarinet of a of an orchestral piece. I, I never hear the bass line. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad at that. <laughs> I know. Okay. That's bad. It's because it's all about that bass. I bass. know. <laughs> Hunter just looked up. Like, he yeah. resonated with that. We're all just like, okay, we kind of get it. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, but so like, I wrote this piece, and it was it was really cool for the flute, clarinet, and bassoon, but nobody had any kind of resonating bass or foundation to this. And the and that's exactly what the teacher said. Like, you got to throw something else in there. So. Right. <laughs> um but so, I mean, I liked those parts of the creative process of music school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at some point, you s- your mind starts shifting. I'm sure it does for anyone in college where it's find a job, find a job, find a job. And so all anyone's ever talking about are the interviews. And you know, f- for me, it was the auditions, the who are you studying with and what technique you're using, all that. What equipment are you using? All that kind of stuff. Um, so that's kind of why I like now how I'm trying to shift from I'm not trying to recreate what I used to do. Uh, I was a performer, and I loved it, and I traveled, and I did all. But right now, I'm trying to be the creator. I want to be the person who is writing the songs, writing the books, writing the content, instead of executing someone else's content. Because right. that's what I used to do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's an amazing skill. I mean, if you've got the chops to be you know, an Ariana Grande, a Beyonce, I bow down. That's incredible to have that kind of vocal talent. But... I, I want to be the one who wrote the song for someone like that now. I want to be the person who wrote the book that you're reading on YouTube, like yeah. because you're a big YouTube star. You're like, that's what I want to find now. I do like that. And that's a lot of the business aspect, too, is that a lot of people will say, don't be the, the singer, be the songwriter, or do both, because that's where you know, you're going to be sustainable. Yeah. There are, nowadays, with, with, with technology, there are so many talented people. Everywhere you look, you're like, oh my gosh, I can see why. It's impossible to get an audition on American Idol or The Voice or whatever you're watching because there are an amazing amount of talented people who, just with their raw talent, are now be able to be discovered. Whereas you know, 50 years ago, you kind of had to be in L.A. or be in New York and maybe know someone to, for anyone to really hear your voice, hear your demo. But now you put something on YouTube and it blows up. <laughs> do you think that's what I was just gonna ask? Do you think shows like that or like YouTube channels are bringing this out of kids more? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I think that's a good thing because you know a lot of people talk about act, the actor life about how you almost have to be like someone's famous kid to to be a movie star, mm-hmm. and yeah, maybe some of that's true, but but you can now be discovered if. You know, through different creative means, through an Instagram or YouTube or, you know, whatever it is. But you still have to put yourself out there. That's the scary part is you can't expect people don't normally just walk into maybe the the retail job you're working and say, oh, you, you look like a actor. I'd like to hire you. I mean, you still have to put yourself out there, put yourself in those situations where you can get noticed. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely think it's a time where you can be discovered now. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and plus, depending on what the content is, like people are looking specifically for that. I noticed that the social media profiles do highlight mm-hmm. people's uh, talent. So if they've been an artist, now they have a, a million platforms with which to show that. Uh, also, though, you know, for people who don't mean this in a pejorative fashion at the moment, people who have no talent, 
they just have social media with which if you're looking for something wild on a Tuesday night, you know, you can find it. And then that's yeah. what propels some people or some ideas up there kind of thing. Right. Um, I wanted to ask, what was your first job when transitioning from um, being a performer to working? Oh, I was a nanny for two years. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I folded laundry and drove the kid to practice mm-hmm. and cleaned the kitchen. <laughs> what was that like? Uh, it, it was difficult. <laughs> no, honestly, the family was amazing. Mm-hmm. So they were great. And the child was a little older, so it wasn't it wasn't like diaper changing. How kind old was of the Nine. So you know, that's, that's that really tough age for a working mom because she can't legally leave her child alone and the kid can't drive or doesn't have friends that can drive to get them to after school activities. But, you know, like when mom's working 10 to 6, what do you what do you do? Right. How, how does he get to practice in school? And how, like he can't use the stove He's too young for that, you know, right. but they're not old enough <laughs> to be able to do anything on their own. Uh, no, it was it was a great experience because it was a good family but certainly it's I think it made me respect the working mothers a lot more uh, when I look at my coworkers now and I hear about how like both parents are working and they have two little kids at home and I just think I don't I don't know how you do it because I know that your kid's having a, a play that, that's at 12 o'clock today or you really want to get to that after school fundraiser at 3 o'clock how do you do it? Or, you know, the nanny daycare is sick or the child is sick. What do you do? I, I, I commend all working parents because right. especially when both are working, it's really difficult. And I'm not like advocating either yeah. way. I, I just think it's impressive. So I'm like, I, I, I see it as a way of me kind of helping her. Nice. Yep. Uh, the time is now 8.37 a.m., and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We're sitting down with friend of the show and author Sarah Sommer. All right. Um, what's the uh, – actually, before we get to that part, Aurora. Yeah. Tell us about your faves. What do you like in Aurora? Um, what's up and coming? What's impressive to you? And what do you think about what the change has taken place? Sure. Let's see a fave. I do, I've spent many a day at like Enduro, Bally Doyle, and some mm-hmm. of the, the restaurants and coffee shops, things like that. Those are great. What I like is the culture and the accessibility of that culture here, right. especially the art scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, I, you know, I, I, I currently live and have lived in, in different environments where it's almost a, like an arts culture of affluence where like if you're already an established artist and you're already selling your prints for a thousand a pop, then you can maybe get a, a booth at the gallery show. But, and, and sure it's going to be well attended and right. <laughs> uh, it's going to yeah. be a beautiful high and end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a beautiful high end art show. But what I like here is that I can actually walk down the street and see someone who's like truly the starving artist who they are getting their career going. They have an extreme hustle and they are working hard for to, to even get one sale of a $20 print. And that I think is the beauty of Aurora that you can, you can access the art. Right. I met, um, I met you initially at Gary Brown art. Uh, yeah. funny how it happened too. I'd always been seeing Gary Brown art and, uh, 
there was had been a, few, a bunch of showcases there mm-hmm. in the time before COVID. Never made it down there. Had the chance to go that day. Started a conversation with yourself and Devin. And you know what? Instead of replying back to this email, I'm going to go down there between 1 and 6 and bring my mask oh. and, and holla. And took part in the raffle that they had going on there. So yep. I won some of Devin's stuff who will be uh, on the show soon. Shout out to Devin, the artist. Great. Uh, but met you and, and got to talking. And you're right. You can actually meet or, uh, or rather access the places and see these people and see the galleries and everything that's going on. And it was a nice space. So Gary Brown Art on Broadway. And uh, that's Water Street Mall back there, too. It was really cool. So it was really cool to meet you and, and actually yeah. see these people. Yeah, they're a great environment and art gallery. They, I couldn't even believe that they welcomed me in. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm ma- mainly a writer, but at, you know, Devin, who did Animals in the Office, she's the artist behind the illustrations. She And she is a true artist who loves the hustle and mm-hmm. is so prolific with her work. I, I'm in awe of her. And... And yet, like, they were all willing to open their arms and say, yeah, come, come, share your story. You know, be the, join us in sharing the arts. Yeah. It's like what you were saying. They're giving you the opportunity, putting yourself out there and opening doors, you know, for other people that might not, you know, have those same Right. Yeah, Devin and I have talked long about how we're not trying to compete against each other. She has books, too. You know, that's because she can be kind of like the author illustrator, <laughs> the, the double combo. Um, but I want us both climbing the same mountain. I, I'm not seeing this as I have to like push over her to get to the top. I would never want that for anyone I, I work with. I, I want to have a good, open, positive dialogue and and collaborate. And like let's both get to the peak of the mountain yeah. together. Right. That's what we have to look this up because James Cardis mentioned that from the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau. He said, you know, most people would think, well, we have three coffee shops. You know, there's going to be a lot of competition. No, it just means we're we're very we're stronger. And we have a lot of, do you remember what he said about yeah, that? Yeah, he did say that, but, yeah. But it was, again, the, together, it, you know, you're stronger with that, not, right. not competitive, just trying to help each other. Right. Right, because it, this is not easy, none of it. it you know, it, I can't imagine being a small business owner, especially during these times. It's a, you can't hold people back in your process to try and get to the top. The best way is, is to collaborate. What's the best thing about your life right now? as an author being able to get some creativity back in my life uh, the one of the hardest struggles for me mentally leaving music was in music I felt like a somebody everybody knew my name when I walked in a room people went oh shoot Sarah's here I, you know like she's here for the audition or whatever like the, I, 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 people knew me <laughs> and when I moved to corporate America it's I was replaceable um, and so this has helped me, you know, fulfill a little bit part of my dream to, I don't need a huge legacy, but I, I'd like to think that someone found my thoughts and my writing a happy part of their day, an inspiration, whatever that was, something positive in their life um, so that I can... I can share a little bit of positivity with the world. Yeah, that's uh, that is an actual fact, and we had, that's you had, you'd mentioned that that day when we had that kind of preliminary talk. You'd mentioned that, and that's something that, you know, it's it's not for us. It's not right. It's not at the end mm-hmm. of the day. It's <clears throat> for other people, and that's what makes it powerful. 
for that person, but also for us. Right. And there's very few people in different professions who understand that. That's why I asked that question. There's very few, few people understand that. You do, though. Right. Yeah. I think that's very important. Um, what's, the, uh, what's the next book? The one that's in illustrations right now is called My Cat is Blue. My it cat is blue. Okay. explores the topic of sadness from losing a pet. And so, <laughs> well, it's but in a, a nice way, yeah. <laughs> but it brings in a little bit of that rescue element that kind of reflects that side of my life. Um, Cause I like to foster dogs mm. and the, I think artistically it's going to be pretty cool because it, it evolves from black and white into full color by the end of the book. And the, the, my cat is blue. The blue is represented by the sadness and that sadness yeah. can spread between people and the pet. Um, and then as you kind of come out of the sadness, you can come into your color, so to speak. So that one I'm pretty excited about. That's a, it's a relatable to kids. That's what I was like. And I heard them like, oh, they're going to totally get the blue, blue. Yep. There's, mm -hmm. a, there's a line in it that I tear up every time. It's, you know, the, the crux of the plot, so I won't okay, give it away. But <laughs> right. <laughs> I start yeah. tearing up at the title. So <laughs> right. Yeah, Teasers and, on Good Morning Aurora. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, and I'm totally open to feedback on this other idea I've had. I'd really want to do something on the topic of mommy breadwinner. And I, I just can't figure out what angle I want to take to write this, but I think it would be fun to talk about, you know, we're talking about like working mom life and all mm -hmm. that. I, I, you know, I was thinking literally, could it be a duck, you know, getting bread at a pond, you know, from someone like tossing out bread. But at the same time, I'm like, well, ducks aren't supposed to eat bread. PSA, don't feed them bread. It's bad for them. <laughs> right. uh, but I didn't want it to seem like the, the duck was like begging for Does bread and food or something. No. Okay. I'm just playing with this idea, or right. like, or is it a real person? Is it the a day in the life of mommy breadwinner? Is it a, the struggles, or like I one particular struggle? With, I think it should stick yeah. with animals. Yeah, I mean, it would be a human would be a different, you know, show some range. I get right. it, but that, that seems to be your your niche, right? Yeah, so kind of you know toying with that. I that's purely a concept on my phone right now, but <laughs> um, show us a little bit of animals at the office. Yeah, yeah. So this is. Let me put it here. Up, wait. Higher. JV. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this okay. is Animal's <laughs> Office. This is, um, De these are Devin, the local artist I mentioned, her beautiful hand-drawn illustrations. So her specialty is adding a technique mm -hmm. to the color. So it's not just straight lines of color. She can add patterns. So, for example. Open it up. Yeah, open it up. <laughs> On the... The background, this is just one of the opening pages. She's added a swirl pattern into the gray background, nice. whereas it could have just been plain gray, but now it almost has a wallpaper effect to it. Yep. So her technique is using Sharpies, and it's oh, this nice. beautiful, yeah, beautiful drawing style. Um, my One of my personal favorites is the the hawk here. Yes. Who, he's the aggressive one wearing a Rolex. You know, just reminds me of that, that type of character that would be... You know, just real cutthroat, get to the top like, of like the mountain. Like Newman from Seinfeld, kind of. That's the that's the that's the uh, anyway, any Seinfeld hey. fans out there. That's the mindset I Newman? get when I look at that character. Right. Uh, and and then the slug has been a a favorite for anyone who's seen the preview copy. Because nice. uh, Fred the slug, he has kind of like this ooze that comes out of him. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. funny, mm. but uh, yeah. So it's what I like about it is the bright colors, the fun animals, the positive message naturally and right yeah, i think it would make a funny office gift too you know anyone has a 
<laughs> office you can give party it as like, or yeah, something. No, Christmas <laughs> right. party or something like that. Yeah. It's funny because I come now with a different perspective now that I have a granddaughter who's going to be one now. So I'm super critical oh, of children's books. Yeah. And I'll look at them like, are they colorful? I like that they're big, that, you know, there's a story or that it's rhyming. And again, like you said, it's making a difference because these stories are going to live on. It could be, you know, this could turn into our favorite book or it could be something that somebody always remembers that they're reading with their mom or their dad or grandparent. Right. So it, it's, this is just great. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my short little plug for animals at the office is that I, right now I'm in pre-order state because it will be officially on sale on October 1st. Mm -hmm. So from now until then, I'm donating 50 cents to the ASPCA for any hardcover sold. So nice. Uh, Cause I like to help the animals. Um, yeah. Now, let's, uh, so, oh, goodness gracious, the time is now 8.48 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, and the time is just, I think we have to extend these interviews or something. Gosh, I still got more questions. <laughs> um, let's talk about uh, COVID and getting out of that. Now, where can people, do you have plans to go back to uh, galleries? Uh, the gallery that we were at was socially distanced. Uh, and it was very cool. Any plans of upcoming events where folks can meet you? I'm going to have a pre-release at Earthwise Pet in Naperville. Mm -hmm. They're on Ogden. There are shout out to the little small businesses. They always yeah. they were open for about six months before COVID hit. So <laughs> um, they've been really helpful for me because I bring my foster dogs there, okay. and you know I had one that was she wasn't real friendly. So it was a nice, safe place for us to go. So what's, it, what's that place again? Earthwise Pet Earthwise in Naperville. Pet. Okay. And they, uh, so th we're going to do a pre-release signing there in a couple of weeks as soon as I get my, my big bulk order in <laughs> so I can actually have something to distribute. Uh, but I am, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Sarah Renee Summer. It's Sarah with an H, Renee, R-E-N-E-E, -E, and Summer with an O. So, S O M M E R. Yeah. So, if you like pretty pictures, go to Instagram. And if you like book updates, uh, Facebook is really great. And I have a website too, sarasummer.com. Sarasummer.com. Yeah. Nice. But all the books are on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. There's an ebook available too. Uh, it's on bookshop.org, all the, all the big places. So. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And um, not only that, you guys. If you are pet fans, stay in tune for the news. So when the Earthwise pet date comes up, yep. let us know. We'll make sure that that gets out there. Sure. Um, so folks can come check it out. All right. How many uh, dogs do you foster? Or do you have I only now? do one at a time. One at a time. Okay. I, I tend to take the medical cases. That what they need is a pet-free, kid-free, quiet home where they can just rest and recover. So it's hard to say bye. I'd imagine, yeah. How long do you usually have them for? It's a, they've all been so different. My uh -huh. first one was actually hospice, so she stayed with me for a year before she passed. And then my second one uh, was five months. And then this new one, I've, I've had her for a month now. So wow. she's still with me. Yeah. What's her name? Bean. Bean. Bean, nice. Like jelly bean. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite kind of dog? German Shepherd. German Shepherd. Said that with authority. Wow. Interestingly enough... You were vague on all the other animal questions, except for that one. Except for that one. You said that question. with authority. Yeah. I'm not trying to be vague. I just—it's yeah. like asking me, you know, what my favorite song is. Of course. Yeah. I, I, can you like let's pick a genre maybe? Right. Or, yeah. Or usually my answer is something like I like talent. 
I I have a didgeridoo album that's sick. <laughs> it's a giant wooden device that's like ten feet long from Australia that just goes like, you know, yep. like it's great. The guy who plays it is incredible. Like, but I I don't know. It's, I like a lot of things. I like musicals. I like I have some rap. I like pop. Depends I, on the mood. Yeah, seriously. Yes. Seriously. Yeah. So that's what the animals are to me too. You know, like well, if I were in the jungle, maybe I would like right the lemur <laughs> um now aurora has made uh it's made a lot of changes in the last five years where do you see aurora going for the next five years well it's great it seems like they have a lot of strong leadership and community involvement so i think there's going to be nothing but positive changes and, and continued change and growth i i mean even having the art showings and the the live music and the first fridays it's they're so active with all that i can only imagine they're going to keep growing you know as long as covid doesn't keep holding them back right get worse or something like that yeah yeah Yeah, i think that's the obstacle for many no matter what their their initiative is or their business yeah um any advice to a young writer yes i would say First, write down your ideas. And no matter what the idea is, even if it, not just for writers, but if you're thinking of designing a product or opening a business, write down the ideas because it's amazing how even just one little note in your memo section of your phone spurs other ideas in your head that can help you grow and and streamline what your focus is going to be. Because maybe you thought, oh, well, I want I want to have a restaurant. Well, maybe really what you want is to have a an ice cream food truck or something cool and creative. Um, but you don't you don't get there until you maybe start writing things down, and then you start thinking about well, I could advertise so and so, or oh, I know so and so who's in a different. I don't know. Maybe they have a truck. Maybe they have a connection. Like uh, the idea starts to grow once you write it down, and then my s- second part of that would be be creative with your ideas because even with the the children's books, I've learned real quickly that, and with my accounting degree, like you, there's so much more out there than we think. You know, when you're embracing a new goal, a new challenge, it's easy to think, okay, well, my choices are A, B, and C. When in reality, there are, there's A through Z and then some, and then there are subsets of all of those within it. So your choices aren't as black and white as they might seem. You know, you don't have to be the traditional accountant that goes to the office. Like, did you know that you can be a gun-carrying member of the IRS as, as a fraud accountant? Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, I, they have these exciting, crazy jobs that are like the FBI, mm-hmm. and and yet they want the same kind of background I have. I'm like I sit in an right. office. <laughs> yep. So, you know, you know, within your your career path, you can be varied. Within your ideas, like a children's book doesn't need to be just about bedtime or how much mommy and daddy love you. It can be about. I see posts nowadays where people are saying, like, I want. I'm looking for a book about a tough topic. You know, do you have any books for a child dealing with a parent with cancer or my twin doesn't like me? You, you know, something that's just kind of off the box. You know, now that seems maybe kind of quirky, but think about it. A lot of people going through IVF. A lot of people are having multiples now. That's not such a weird concept to mm-hmm. think that maybe there are more dynamics in families with, with multiples. Uh, you know, maybe that's a cool new angle you can take instead of just the traditional good night story. Right. Because just like every field out there 
you can't just be a, a tech guy and say you know how to use Microsoft Word, right? You got, you right. got to be ten steps ahead of that. Yeah, it's right. like good night, good night, good night, good night. It's like yeah. the, the Waltons. Yeah, so so that's my my advice is start writing down your ideas. They will evolve. They'll keep growing. Mm -hmm. It'll make you start asking questions and be creative with your ideas so that you're not just limiting it to the traditional path that you think you have to go it doesn't have to be a hardcover book it doesn't have to be it doesn't even have to be a physical book these days it could be an ebook it could be an audible book you know, like maybe your thing is going to be writing this great new mystery novel about law books I don't know. <laughs> yeah um well you know more about some of the history of this show than most people do i yeah. was sitting watching other humans lurking on them for hours out of the day and writing down ideas, one of which was podcast. Yep. I told you that story. Yeah. Yep. And look where we are now. <laughs> now, the permutations through that, some things just bombed, could not happen, could not work. Right. How was I going right. to pull off this and show that? What were the technical aspects? I have no capability of making it happen but i kept writing it down and scratching it and the only thing that remains i still got that sheet of paper too yeah it's all yeah. like dyed like papyrus from like egypt i spilled so much coffee <laughs> on it i still say that sheet of paper because out of all those things the only thing that's still around is um the book which i need to finish and the podcast which is here yeah and it's awesome it's awesome that was great advice from you yeah and you know someone once told me when I was trying to figure out my career transition, they said people like to talk and they especially like to talk about themselves. Yep. So don't be afraid to ask someone who's in that field or who's in that, right. that business that you want to join, because it, it seems like this impossible thing. Like why would a, you know, a store owner want to talk to me? I'm a nobody. I don't have a store. I'm not a, you know, a government official or anything cool. But they liked it. They, people like to talk and give them that opportunity because a lot of people out there are open to mentoring and are open to having a conversation, like an open and honest conversation. What is it like to run your business? What are the downfalls of doing this? How much, you know, how much money do you, have you lost doing this? Or, right. or what has been the greatest success that you found or the su biggest surprise that you experienced? I think that can be really powerful when you're not sure about your next steps. Just ask to go have coffee with someone or nowadays i guess is, you know a skype session right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can but, you make coffee over there and we can zoom time each other <laughs> right. that's one of the great things is we get to bring this to everybody virtually in a yeah. safe space but you're learning about so many people and in industries and right. careers that's awesome time is now eight fifty-seven. all right um the show ends on a positive note so what we're going to do is and i want you to have the last word on this because one of the last words that you had when we talked that day uh, really put me in a good place leaving that day. I took home my autographed copy of Animals at the Office. Y'all ain't got that at home. We got the autographed copy. Um, but I really did like your story and where you've, where you've come from and expressing yourself bursting through having the job of corporate America. Um, so, Christine, what's what's something that people should take? And then we're going to end with Sarah. What's, what should the people do this weekend? How can they take and be positive with? Um, I think just saying thank you, which I am saying thank you to JV and Hunter for totally rearranging the set today at the last minute. Good so luck, brothers. Those little things like that. Just, yeah, appreciate the people around you. Yep. Oh, wait. Yep. Um, I would say that be safe, be positive, be motivated, and uh, write down your dreams, write down your ideas. That's what I'd say. 
I would say you're not stuck in where you're at. You can change your path. You can change your environment, what you're up to, how you spend your time. You don't have to feel stuck. And with that, you've been listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We've been blessed to be joined by local author Sarah Sommer. We hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on the world's greatest morning show ever. Peace. Peace.